Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Strangerway. Yay! So, I was doing their thing. Oh, sorry. I was, I, I, I I was really, just having joy of Stringjoy. I, I was just joy, 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 joy. I have the Stringjoy, joy, joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Okay. Where? So, <laughs> if you were raised in the church in the '90s, you were singing along with that. <laughs> what were the? What, did you ever listen to those people? Were the Kurds and Way? Like that was like the kids that were singing. I think they did a version of that song. Whatever. I think Diaz has revealed he's more Caucasian than me. Oh my gosh. I was in the Royal Rangers. I was the token Mexican kid. Um, Royal, okay. is, that, is that like cadets? The, the Royal Rangers was at my church. The Royal Rangers is Assemblies of God. And then Awanas uh, is Baptist or Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, cadets is Reformed kids. Oh, I didn't know they had their own. That yeah. you know what? The, I don't know about that. That kind of makes me <laughs> CRC. Just, oh my gosh! And the then I, I was in you know the the cursed Boy Scouts is what I was actually in. I don't want any popcorn. I don't want any popcorn. Oh, dude, that popcorn's so good. I know, but the Girl Scouts have cookies, and the cookies are better, so they're getting my money. I'm sorry. Why not both? Have you ever put popcorns with cookie? That's not good. Oh, dude, Thin Mints in popcorn. Think about it. No. Yep. You probably drink it with a uh, LaCroix. I had a LaCroix on Sunday. It was delicious. We are so off the sponsor spot at this point. Wow. Okay. So string joy. <laughs> they make excellent strings. And LaCroix. Um, I, believe, I believe they do drink LaCroix. Uh, if I'm wrong about that, I do apologize for saying something so insensitive. But also check them out. Stringjoy.com. Really cool. I've got a actually I'm going to slap these on uh my usa squire strat i got i got some nine and a half to 48 they're husky super light plus i know what husky is i was husky that reminds me of kid being a kid too he needs a 32 husky but um <laughs> uh, but Sorry, what was the low string on that uh 48 okay yeah i was like for some reason i thought it was 46 and i thought that was a weird number which it would be <laughs> But they're string joy and they can do any number you want. They can. Can they do a 45? They probably already do. Probably. I don't know. It's usually even numbers. So it throws me off. Yeah. Even numbers like 13 and a half. Exactly. <laughs> I'm talking about the low end. <laughs> it's usually like 52 or 48 or 46 or 50. No one gets a no one. Get, all right, fine. Order a 13 and a half to a 53. There. Yeah, you're right. My 10 and a half's come down to a 50. My my 10s go down to a 48. Oh, how do you like them apples? All right, so what's new? Clock <laughs> is right once, twice a day there. So. <laughs> Wasn't, weren't you right about something last week? Muting, how do I mute? Now? Oh, elixirs <laughs> go down to a 46. Well, I'm sure they do, but did they go down to a 45? Nope. Yeah. No but odd it, number there. It's it's an odd number in metric. Yeah, well, Nobody we're in America. The, uh, we speak American. <laughs> Everywhere else in the world uses the metric system, but okay. 
Okay. And everyone else can be wrong. That's fine with me too. (laughs) (laughs) So Scott, what have you gotten new lately? Uh, I just got a new pedal in yesterday. Um, Uh Oh, did you, did you get the, uh, it's not CBA, is it? No. Oh, I thought maybe you'd get the generation. We were hoping I was getting that. I already have a generation loss. Yeah, but you could have flipped this one for like eight hundred dollars because that's what they're all listed on Reverb yeah. for. Oh, they flip. People are instant flipping them already. Oh yeah, there's like there's one guy who's like, I haven't even gotten mine in, and these are for sale for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, it's annoying. I think how many did they sell? Like a thousand of them. Yeah, a thousand, which yeah. is pretty good. I mean, it's for as big as Chase Bliss has become. That's still pretty limited for them, though. Which is I, I, mean, I don't neither. know. I, I remember when they set like a pretty stretch goal for the, the blooper. They were I thought that was the reason they were like, look, this only makes sense if we do this many. And I think it was fifteen hundred is what they did for the blooper, right? I don't know. The, uh, but the blooper wasn't it's it's not as cool as this. The blooper is very uh I know you can do it for other things, but I feel like with the term looper in it, everyone just has it set as a looper in their mind. Yeah, and then I remember when the the mood came out, everyone was like, "Oh, is this the blooper? They just rebadged it," and they were like, "No, no, no, this is different." The the generation loss. Well, the the reason I know they limited that is because is it Cooper effects or yeah, yeah so it's, Coop- it's it's literally a repackaging of the generation loss with like the Chase Bliss treatment on top of it. Yeah, and so and he still makes that pedal. Yeah. So that's why they're like, I mean, it's no point of two of them, but you know, I think he put out a letter that said, you know, th- big thanks to Chase Bliss because Chase Bliss took over the manufacturing of it. I mean, they, t- they pretty much did everything for him. And um, mm. I mean, I-, I don't know how it worked out financially. I'm sure it was, of course, I'm sure it was good for both parties. Yeah. What's so. actually interesting is the Chase Bliss one wasn't a bad deal now that I'm looking at it because like the original uh generation losses are going on reverb in the three to four hundred range right now so it's like getting the red knob mod uh actually one just sold for less but yeah actually paying at chase bliss prices doesn't seem so crazy anymore um but i i I wish i could have gotten one but it just sounds really cool i mean that degeneration kind of a effect it's it's cool. Uh, I don't. I have one of my presets that uses it on my um, on my Dark World, and it's pretty cool. Um, but I really like how the Dark World uses it in combination with something else. That's where I really think it it becomes a really cool thing. Um, no, actually, the the pedal I got again, getting us back on topic is something you already have, Diaz. Um, I bought a Whirly Bird. Oh, sweet! So I got the Nam one. Okay, cool. So, so I you got, got that last one. That was, that was a good deal on it too. Have you have you plugged it in yet? Yeah. So one thing to note about the Whirly Bird is it hates one spot adapters. Really? Yeah. I plugged it in. And it was all noise. I was like, oh no, they broke the semi broken one. Um, but then I just grabbed another power adapter and it it's fine. So. Huh. Have you uh, cranked the gain on it all the way? Yeah, I, I was it's actually so surprised funny. by um because the, the thrust is essentially your depth mm-hmm. um i i'm surprised it never fully turns off the re- the tremolo effect oh it's yeah it doesn't go full hard chop like yeah i was not- i was kind of wondering like because i i like the gain breakup of it and i kind of wanted to uh see if i could set up as just an overdrive but mm-hmm. it's still got a little bit of breathing to it so 
yeah it's still got a little bit but i've 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 used it and it's it sounds so sweet it really it, does it sounds really nice uh it's not gonna bump off my gravitas no no because no. like on, on the big board just because like the gravitas just covers so much range uh but this is a cool home board effect this this remind it reminds me of playing like uh just playing like a driven tube amp that has tremolo on the end you know what i mean just kind yeah. of that old classic rock feel maybe i just every time i pick it up though i want to play some ccr yeah like if this was if you don't have a tremolo this would be a great first tremolo mm-hmm. um, but they don't make them anymore so yeah. oh dude we should put them on reverb eight hundred dollars chase bliss looked at this I don't know, I'm almost at a point where I'm like, I can make an entire board from just pedals of friends. You know, like, yeah, all the Pelican noise work stuff I have all the. Yeah. Anyway. I don't have any friends, so I'm just not going to do a pedal board straight into the amp, guys. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Chris, what's going on with you? Um, I'm actually returning the DC that I got. Uh, was that two weeks the ago? Two. Yeah, the two. Because, Didn't you have both at one point? Yes, yeah, I, I still technically have both. I just I okay. initiated the refund process from Amazon today. Um, so I finally sat down and opened the box. And the time knob that was supposed to control the subdivisions mm -hmm. didn't do shit. It was literally just the time knob still. I, I would you have to like it. hold down a pedal to hold See, down that's one what of I, that, that's what i thought too i yeah. thought okay maybe they left some some weird thing out of the instructions triple read the instructions tried different things it just it would not go into any kind of subdivision did you turn it off and back on again mm -hmm. are you giving times. it enough power what is well i'm using my one spot for it so if it's not drawing enough from the what 1200 yeah, that should be enough. That should be enough milliamps. So totally enough milliamps. Yeah, all because all the manual says is just nine volt. It doesn't give amperage. I already. Well, let me see what the one is rated at. It doesn't. It's probably only one. about four hundred. Yeah. So, do you think you just got a defective one, or do you think it's like? just an advertised feature that doesn't I, I i saw someone post somewhere that the time knob didn't change the subdivisions yeah so that's where i'm thinking of because i don't really want to i don't really want to be that guy but the, all these import pedals that just seem to like look at a pedal and be like oh let's just add these features and somebody may have just seen the okay they have different notes let's just print that on there and like they do and hmm. just repackage the DC'd one. But the, the That'd be uh, super lame if they did. That would be. And like, I don't even. What, what are the extra modes? I don't even think the modes were like different. Because it was supposed to have. <laughs> did you look at the. Did you open it up and look at the PC board? I should <laughs> have. If I hadn't already taped up the box to take it back to UPS, uh, I would. You missed. You messed up. Yeah. Actually, no, I think the uh, the types did work because that one was actually on one of those uh, knobs that had the little notches. 
but uh yeah the uh the main reason i got this was for those subdivisions and it just did not work huh so well that sucks yep so back on the hunt for a cheap delay but may just wait till i get settled from moving in two months (laughs) that works yeah you know what you know what the right answer actually is timeline oh i was gonna say line six echo park so i used to have one i would probably give it a try again if you could if if you could just mod it to replace the foot switch with a with a separate tap that would be like isn't that a thing though i bet it could be (laughs) hey uh daniel shields yeah there you go actually does it allow a separate tap I'm pulling one up on reverb now just to I'm, kind of I'm, see. I'm turning around and grabbing the one off my board. Oh, Hang yeah. on. Please do not play the video. No, it's only stereo play. outputs. Is it stereo in? I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, it's stereo in. Stereo in and out. Tap. But I bet you the switch mechanism, because you know how it's like light tap, hard tap? Mm-hmm. I bet you they're two separate buttons if you really open the thing up. Yeah. So you just got to rewire both those buttons. I'm sure that would be super easy for somebody that actually knows how to do that. Stupid I mean, seed. Yeah. And then These are there's plenty cheap. of room. If you don't put a battery in it, there's room for another switch in that cover. Well, yeah. we know what Scott's going to be doing this week. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's going to happen. I'm going to get a picture in three days. So, yeah, I totally uh, started modding the Echo Park. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm calling it. Uh, All right, let's keep moving. I got something cool. I actually got something from, I don't know if he listens, but he's a friend of the shows, Mr. Mark Swartz. I got a Mark. Oh, oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, No, Boss RV5. This is the second one I've ever owned. I owned one for like a, about three days in, I don't know, 2012. And then uh, I sold it and I was messing around. I've been messing with the synth and everything. I was like, man, I need a fun reverb. Bam. RV5. I forgot how much I liked the modulate on this. The spring's not bad either. I don't think the spring gets enough credit. It just doesn't go full out drip, right? No, it goes full drip. The problem is, is it's a very, it's, it can sound somewhat digital, hmm. but, but it's, it's not like, it's not bad. I remember the, that has the plate on it too, right? It's got the spring plate, hall, room, gate, and modulate. The gate is weird. Uh, I bet. But it's a, you know, I can't, I understand why it's a staple. I've actually I'm th- I'm thinking about doing a a board because I'm selling the Kemper and uh, well or I may have sold I don't know because reverb sucks mm-hmm. um, and I think I might do use the Liverpool on a board and run direct that way so mm-hmm. yeah but I, I've got a beef I've got a bone to pick with reverb I got I got beef dude this seventy two hours to pay thing is ridiculous yeah it's too long. 24 24 hours or i i think I, I commented this on your thread when you were complaining about it um it, it just stays listed 
Yeah, until he gets paid for. Yeah, so someone so someone else can still snipe in, pay full price. Your deal doesn't, you know, I think everyone wins from that. Yeah, yeah. well, so I had this guy who offered uh, a little bit. I mean, well, not a little bit. I mean, he offered less than I wanted to really take for the Kemper, but I'm uh, next week heading on vacation down to Florida, and I need the funds to make that happen. And uh, so I had it for sale. We came to a, he, he made an offer and then was dragging his feet to pay. Then he goes to pay today and he now he's complaining about the fact that he gets pay sales tax online now. So he's probably going to back out. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens. Lame. I told him just, I told him just to email me. I said, hit me up on the email. Yeah, actually, uh, sales tax versus PayPal fees. Well, not even that. The 6% uh, you take on reverb fees. If you would do a private transaction, you'd probably... I'd come up ahead. Yeah. I, that's what I'm trying to go for. And But I don't want reverb oh. to catch on like because they get a little pissy about that. But I just told him, yeah. I said, hit me up on the email and we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't get like pissy about the sales tax and just never log back into reverb. I'm we'll just curious. I, so I've been hearing sales people complain about sales tax on Reverb for a while, and uh-huh. or more recently. And being a Chicagoan, we've had to pay sales sales tax on Reverb transactions for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just a, is it really new, or is it just a new excuse to try to no? It's really for new. another ten percent off. No, it just happened. Like. Mm. Uh, just recent i mean what within probably the last month or two so these people who only hop on reverb every once in a while or only buy every once in a while like Mm. me i mean i don't i'm not buying and selling every week Mm. i just i hop on every once in a while it's kind of one of those like whoa what the heck how did this happen especially the problem is is with the way reverb set up with because what happened was he made so he made an offer and i accepted Mm -hmm. but the offer doesn't say oh it's going to be total this much until you go to pay for it yeah so now my listing is down it's mm-hmm. showing it's sold and if they relist i don't get to keep all the original viewers and watchers no and I, you actually have to like type all of it into there's not like a quick relist this item button. yeah like i have to go through all of this i think they give you free bumps like because of the hassle but mm-hmm. it's like really like seriously what the heck this is insane does this guy have a payment history like, does he have a lot of reviews to him? He's got 34 reviews, all five stars. Okay, so he's actually someone who uses Reverb, so he should be held accountable here. It's not like it's wow. a, someone created an account for one time and then is going to disappear. Well, I just told him to hit me up on email, see if we can get a PayPal thing. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm, I'll just be like, dude, uh, PayPal give me the original amount mm-hmm. and and I'll, I'll get it out. So, we'll see. But let's move on to gear news instead of Diaz's selling the Kemper sadness. All right, first, Joyo R14 Atmosphere Reverbs. Uh, This is a cool pedal. So we've talked about the Joyo, the new brand, like the new look and the Mm rebranding and these the R series. Mm. Um, This looks fantastic. I love that they've got the the indicator if it's on or off is square but just completely <laughs> very 80s different. well like, this has like a tron thing to it yeah it, it's got like 80s vcr kind of a vibe to it in some ways but like, the thing about that square is is yeah. i mean for those like especially some of the younger guys who did have vcrs 
they're not used to seeing that as a power mm. they're used to seeing especially on pedals it's a, just a round led so it's mm-hmm. it's cool it's different but the, it's it's really neat the cool thing about this that i saw that i thought was very interesting for such a cheap pedal it has a trails on and off switch on the face of it does that mean it's by buffered bypass then i'm guessing yeah wouldn't, wouldn't it have to be yeah it would have to be but it's what 89 euros what's that scott but 100 some dollars 100 some odd dollars that's math for you guys well because the it's usually not a one-to-one price either there's usually it's a some metric here. system 98 89 yeah yeah so not, I mean, the, that's a great it's price under point. it's under a hundred dollars yeah i love when people do that 99.99 under a hundred dollars dude that is a hundred dollars round come on so this is one thing about a lot of these more import pedals that I would be concerned about is just simply uh, those two, the tone and the mod knobs, mm-hmm. whether yeah. those are plastic pots or not, and they're kind of exposed and like, would you step on them and break them? Um, Probably not. I've, I've seen them work fine for pedals. I've seen them be problematic. So it, that is a, especially when you're a first it, it like joyo is your first round of guitar pedals usually right so um if when i think we all remember when we first started playing we didn't have a board yet and how much more wear and tear our pedals took as a result because they weren't on a, like i just threw them in a duffel bag and mm. went to places or yeah, i did the same thing yeah and so like all my early pedals are paint chipped up and they just have all this they're all dirty and messy and now like now that i keep them on a pedal board they're like they practically stay pristine. Pristine. Yeah. They just get dusty. So. Yeah. That's the only thing I'd be concerned about. Otherwise, I mean, at that price point, feature set, whether it sounds good or not, that's about the right price point and everything. So. The video sounds pretty decent. Yeah, I yeah, can hear it, it. You can hear the video? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you. Oh, whoops. My bad. At least it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, there could be worse things you're watching on the internet. <laughs> so all in like all, like what, Scott? <laughs> all, all in all, is this a buy for you guys or a no? Oh yeah. No. If I needed, if I needed a reverb, hundred under hundred bucks, all those. Yeah, I'd totally get it. Cool. What do you, What do you say, Chris? Uh, mine was a no. Chris no. is not too happy at Joyo right now. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. It, it did Whoa. sound good, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe I, they fixed I know it. what I want out of a reverb, but I know which reverbs I like, so I would much rather like save up or find a used one for decently cheap. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in used Hall of Fame territory there. Yeah. Yeah. I want the I want the Hall of Fame with the mash. Or even like, isn't he R- did the RV5s around that price point too? Used, yeah, eighty. I could pay eighty bucks for mine. Yeah, so I know it doesn't have as much as many options, but you've. you've but does it have trails? No, but you've got that plate and modulate. That's all you really need in today's uh, music. I disagree. I use Hall more than anything. I've I, I been do a like, fan of Hall. I like Hall. I like Oats. 
my calling notes. All right, so check it out really quick. Hold on. Where did I put my phone? We're going to do this just because that happened. Joyo has a Hello Kitty uh, tuner. All right. Nice. So I'm going to call it. I'm going to call this phone number. It's I'm going to I'm going to give that phone number out. One seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. I know what this, this is. So I'm just letting you do it. Welcome to Call the Notes, your emergency hall and notes helpline. To hear one on one, please press one. To hear it go. Please press two. Diaz, remember you only get five seconds before a copyright strike. Do you hear privatize? Please press four. Yeah, the place, place hollow notes. How awesome is that? I've got that in my phone now in case I'm ever having a rough day at work. All right, so let's move on. I'm going to have to look that up just because I've. I have two friends who are roommates, and one is Vol and one is Oats. And so I call oh them. Oh my gosh. Oats. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's caught on. Like everyone in my church calls them Vol and Oats now, and I That's love great. it. Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm going to share it with you. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next thing. <laughs> Scott, why don't, why don't you talk about this? Because I feel like this is just something that you probably are the very Apple, about. I'm actually. Yeah, you, it's interesting you caught me because I was looking at these earlier today, too. I um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple has updated the AirPods, uh, adding active noise canceling, and now they actually have silicon ear tips, so they seal to your ear. Okay, all right. So the whole thing, I, I just jo- I was joking around that they just put foam tips on the end. Like, So the active, the, I think the big thing is, is like the active noise cancellation, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a big that deal. Thing. Okay. So how does that work Um, scientifically? Scientifically, uh, for low frequency sound, um, it's possible to quickly record something, flip its polarity and play it back to you. So it essentially creates more sound. And because they're perfectly out of phase, the net pressure coming to your ears is zero. So you're canceling sound. Um, Realistically, you get about six to 10 db from it which is pretty significant um so how much does a how many decibels does a normal set of like the foam uh earplugs uh it's frequency dependent uh so like low frequencies get through easier than high frequencies do which is why active noise canceling plus what what's called passive noise canceling essentially the natural blockage that uh, a well-sealed airplug gives earplug. Okay, so sho- shoving the AirPod yeah. in your ear. Yeah, um, <laughs> they can be anywhere. It depends on the fit. Uh, I've seen ones <laughs> get you like 12 dB, and I've seen ones claim they give you 30, but I've yet to actually experience that. Okay. Um, but I, I'm a weird fit. Tiny ear canals. I have really big ear canals, so I use the extra large ones, and they're still a little loose. Well, I mean, I was trying to be nice because I mean, you're proportionally you're you're just a bigger person than most yeah. people. But I was I was trying to you know I didn't want to be like oh because your huge ear canals like don't don't talk about this. I'm some, there's oh no, dude, I that. I I talk with my shore rep about it all the time because he's always like, do you need more plug tips? I'm like, dude, I can't use yours. Yours aren't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, imagine he just goes home to Scott said mine wasn't big enough. <laughs> no, I oh, mean, what, so like I made molds. I think you've seen on one of my pair. I have I have molded ends 
Yeah. Um, so I get a better fit. The doctor's, anyway. like, the doctor's like, bring in more of the more goo. Called? Bring yeah. in more goo. We're gonna need we're gonna need a bigger belt. Yeah. <laughs> but so so going back to the Apple earpods, uh, another improvement that I will say is it looks like the stem on them has gotten shorter. So they don't oh look God, as they unsightly. So, they were so goofy looking. Like yeah. I I've got I've got a pair of the anchor knockoff ones mm-hmm. and um which is, they're actually really good. Uh but they're it's just that I hate wearing them because I look like a mm-hmm. douchebag. But I love listening to Billie Eilish like while walking through a store. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I really do. Have you listened to her music while walking through? It's like a soundtrack for your I, life. I really right? only like her her single. I, I tried to listen to the rest of the album. I was kind of yeah. Um, um uh, there's a song. Uh, I love. Uh, Love you like that is a great song. I love. I will give it. it. I will give it another listen when I'm taking the train to dinner tonight. And uh, yeah, do you think it's using the train to your life? Yeah, sorry. I I'm I'm meeting friends for dinner tonight. Is it? Wait, wait, hold on, really quick. Is is it? Is it slightly rainy there? Like overcast with a little bit of drizzles. Perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Oh (laughs) man, this is gonna be all in Chicago. It's freezing cold already. (laughs) We all hate our lives. Yeah. See the thing is because I I I mean it's not like that all the time in Tennessee, but my favorite is whenever it starts snowing. The best album for that is uh, Blink Twenty Two self titled. Mm. That's a great winter album. Nice. All right. Sorry. All right. So going back to the Apple earbuds, two other things to really talk about that are really kind of cool. Um, one, they're now water resists. I, I don't want to say waterproof yet, uh, but they are more waterproof. So like you can wear them at the gym and get sweaty and stuff like that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. swim in them or anything. Um, which is a, which is a big thing. I, I know uh, I've, I've lost earbuds to sweating in them before. Um, and the other part that's really cool about this is they have an adaptive equalizer. So they actually have some ability to kind of scan your ear canal and analyze the the resonance of your ear canal to give you a more neutral sound and next year apple's going to be putting chips in your arms as well they're scanning your brain scott that's what they're doing i mean i was going to say you just strapped an apple chip to your your wrists so (laughs) yeah but all that's going to catch all that's going to catch me doing is working Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. working yeah Mm-hmm. Why were you sprinting from nine to nine oh three and stopped <laughs> randomly? No, <I'm> just... <laughs> Referencing well, with web search history. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh. So two hundred bucks, five hours battery life, all the other normal things like that. Wireless charging. Is five hours long? Five hours is pretty good. I get eight hours with my Shure wireless set, but those are a tethered thing. Yeah. So, so like, I, is that is that five? That's, but but they, I mean, they charge when you put them back in. So that's five hours of not being on the in the case at all. I'm yeah, guessing right? new as well. Yeah. yeah, and also like if you're not using them, I'm sure their idle their idle power usage is less. So like, if you're on off on off with them, like you listen to music for an hour, just leave them in. You know, stuff like that. How do you listen to your Billie Eilish? No, um, all right, let's we gotta let's keep moving. Yep, you've got somewhere to go. Uh, let's see. 
Infradeep PVX 800. This is a Soviet inspired uh, synth. Yeah, it just analog. It sounded really good when uh, I listened to the uh, video that they had on the website. I wouldn't know how to use this thing for quite a while, but shoot. Synths are so, it's just, it's. Yeah, synths is one of those things that I want to get into, but it's just so expensive. So I've got that synth that I, but it's just, there's so much. It's not as simple as a guitar pedal. But your synth is like a keyboard with. Keyboard synth. Yeah. With LFOs and stuff. This is, this is literally straight up. It's just all knobs. Yeah, it's, it's, so I'm guessing it sends a just it, it sends a tone through like a constant tone and you're just probably adjusting that eight waveform low frequency oscillator yeah, and ring modulator plug a keyboard into it MIDI and play it still dang yeah one millimeter steel enclosure that's a pretty thick gauge of steel uh, yeah and it runs CV so you can uh, use the effects on another synthesizer as well Let's see Ex- yeah external in line out phones it's, it's the world of synthesizer eighty dollars that's not bad I, yeah, I mean I in, in a world with moogs that that actually is pretty affordable yeah yeah this stuff's just crazy yes because this would be what two thousand dollars from moog probably something like that at least i thought it was moog uh i won't disagree with you it'd be awesome if i was right that's <laughs> my be. that's my twice a day i can't be right anymore everyone everyone go to the uh the facebook group and comment on who said it right i'm just gonna look it up because i'm gonna be right nice long o rhymes with a rogue moog so did i say moog yes yeah cool and i said moog cool congrats Diaz. Awesome. Yes, I've got my Dundee right here in my hand. Right. So now, when he tries right. again, while you, he'll be wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say while you're working on your acceptance speech, there, let's uh, let's move on and look at the Gibson ES three thirty five Alvin Lee. This is from the sixty nine Woodstock Festival. Um, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> the stickers. I like one of the, I like one of the stickers. I'm not a huge fan of the stickers, too. I just like the uh, off normal pickup combination that they've got. So I understand that they're like they're replicating this guy's guitar. Mm -hmm. But have they ever really done like stickers before? Especially for someone like Alvin Lee. That's got to be so hard to replicate properly, considering this is relict, too. Yeah. So the whole thing that kind of gets me, though, is why the stickers too maybe like send the stickers with the guitar but i don't know i you know there's something about these like i want it to look dent for dent like the original replica kind of thing and i think at that point you need to include the stickers if you're doing something like that mm-hmm. versus if it's like a standard signature line where it you know you're not trying to replicate all the damage you're just trying to get replicate the sound or feel then you wouldn't include the stickers right yeah they're selling there's less stickers on this than his actual guitar they uh my wife found a race car bed for sale for you or for the kids she said christmas present for me yeah i want a race car bed (laughs) do you ever refer to your wife as your roommate 
<laughs> no. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't get my roommates just got me a new race car bed. Maybe they're gonna get me seat radio. Oh, yeah. Other race car beds. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? I don't care. You all can hate all you want. Everyone. If I found a king size race car bed, I would buy it without talking to Jess and just move it in the house. And you know what? She probably wouldn't even be mad. Like she'd get come in and she'd just look and she just know she'd be like, Sigh, and then go right down. All right, exactly. That's it. She's like, okay. Uh, okay so back to this guitar uh things i don't like but the whole thing is is the fact that i don't like it <laughs> i mean it's the they made it look exactly like the guitar from woodstock but no pickup covers i don't like it how Looking does like, switching work in this guy oh, with three pickups. Uh, is it still a three-way switch it, in there it, it's probably it's probably just neck middle and uh uh bridge that or the middle is always on that or them so it's always crazy. humming you know the gibson product page says neck uh, hardware electronics controls maybe there's a push pull well they wouldn't have had a push pull that, back i mean it's, yeah that, it, it's just no, no so push pull. that era because i mean back in the like the frampton era like three pickup thing there was a volume mm. it just had yeah. its own volume and then there's were like three volume one tone i think is how they had the guitar set up right I don't know. Um, and like normally an HSH arrangement is full humbucker. They split the humbucker to combine with the middle, middle only split again, and then full humbucker. Or then they do like, they, they do some type of thing with the, how to manage that. Um, this would be hard to get to work properly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's like no ad copy actually on that. Nope. Limited to yeah. fifty. Yeah, because they're seventy three hundred dollars. That's not too bad for a custom shop anything though. Mm. I don't know. It's got stickers all over it. <laughs> it comes pre relic, but more I mean, than you want. Let's also be honest with ourselves. We're not we're not the Woodstock replica market people. No. How about you know what here um how about this one who the fuck is alvin lee <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that too i mean sorry i didn't know who he was did you know who he was scott no yeah i didn't think so so seventy three hundred dollars is still a little high in my I, book. I thought it was albert lee for a second there and no that's that's the ernie ball guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no i see you're on the wrong guy oh my gosh wait wait Wait, which one's that? Which one's Ernie Ball guy? I'm confused now. Albert Lee is the Albert, not Alvin. Yeah. Okay. Now you're like, uh. Well, because Albert Lee played a Flying V for a while before he was with Uh Ernie Ball. So. Yeah. Um. But speaking of Gibsons. Yeah, Gibson loses the Firebird body guitar shape trademark in the EU. They've lost two Flying V and the Firebird, right? Didn't they just apply for both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Like. They, they act like they've had it for like ever and then they took it away. That's the way everyone keeps talking about it. But they never like, had it to begin with, right? Yeah, it should be Gibson loses Firebird guitar shape body trademark like case or something like not that they lost uh, the trademark. They never had it in the first place. Well, it, by having a definitive court ruling, then it sets precedent. So, you know, it's effectively gone by ruling of the court case. I know, but they never had it. 
You have to have something to well, lose. Well, you it. you have a trademark as soon as you apply for it, theoretically. Um. Uh, so so for the short amount of time while the case was being ruled on, they I don't think I don't think so. Well, it's the same way. Like you can have a patent pending thing. Your patent or a patent applied for. Yeah. And at that point, you know, that's a way of staking a legal claim that if you copy it even now, you're you're going to get an injunction against you. So I don't but I don't think the same thing for trademarks. Uh, All right. So trademark, a symbol, word or words legally registered or established by use as representing a company or product. But that's not so. So last year, Gibson put a. uh a firebird in the mail to uh, self-addressed yeah, that's what i was gonna ask <laughs> yes yes oh my gosh I, that was the old aol lawyers well if you just if you write it down well that's how people would uh trademark or copyright their music and stuff like that they'd be like mail yourself a copy of your cd and that way it's gotta you know it, it happened that day and you've got legal or get like, it, no. go get it notarized yeah or yeah, yeah whatever okay i mean i don't how many I, people are really doing the firebird body though but i mean cower i know cower well but... do you consider an iceman a rip on the firebird body kind of that's yeah, true because it's kind of the same i feel like that body's kind of moved into the the strat and telly style they've been around so long that they're just staples but mm-hmm. even then i feel like the body shape on those i feel like if you change even the bend of one horn it's usually i mean you can tell what it's inspired by but you can tell it's different yeah i mean so from a from a user perspective i i I definitely understand where everyone's saying that and seeing that um like everyone's like oh it's so common use at this point you know whatever i i will also say our generation has a really bad time uh, understanding what plagiarism is and copyright and, and adhering to it. Yeah, everyone just kind of just is like, oh, well, I'm just going to use it now. Screw it. I want it for free or, you know, all those kind of things. So it, we're not in a good time for ori- actually acknowledging originality and respecting it in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, ha- and also, you got to remember Gibson's a company coming under new management and just like cleaned out its C suite. And so they're looking at brand strategies and things like that of how do we preserve our brand and our namesake, given that they've been replicated so many times. And so one of the ways to do that is to flex their muscle and say, all right, we're going to create some legal action to try to defend our product. Because Gibson has tried to come out with new products and people say, hell no, we just want a Les Paul. We just want to, we want a 58 Les Paul, we want a 59 Les Paul, and we don't want anything different from that. But if it's the most copied thing out there, it's really hard for them to make themselves distinct, you know? So from mm-hmm. a from a corporate ownership stake, I know a lot of people love to slag them, but I, I get what they're doing. I just don't know if they're doing it the right way. Yeah. But if they're, they're the other thing they could do then is say, all right, we're going to start licensing deals or things like that. So, you know, you give us, they, they get a cut for every you know, whatever in there, whatever sale of another company. I think that was kind of the part of the idea with the Dean lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, PR has not been good in the process of doing that. And the customer base has, n- or at least the internet fan base has not been very respectful or 
uh, acknowledging and has not seen the world that way. Yeah. And that's my piece on Gibson. All right. Well, we're going to move on to Big D Whiskey. Since we're talking about like guitars that look other like other guitars, here's a bunch <laughs> of guitars that look like Fenders. Um, Big hasn't, D. Hasn't Fender done a Maker's Mark Telecaster? Ah, we actually had this discussion before we all got on. I think might have done a, a Maker's Mark one. Okay. So you've got this company that's doing these Telecasters. Not a great name, by the way. No. Big D. Nope. No. Oh, D. Oh, D. Sorry. I was having an office flashback. Too deep. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm, you're lucky. Oh, I, I remember. I remember now. Just keep going. Whenever, whenever she's he's like, we're totally necking. And she just said, oh, D. And he's like, oh. And Dwight was like, oh, D. He's like, yeah. And D. <laughs> and they started chanting it throughout the office. Sorry. Okay. Two way. <laughs> I'm just, I don't even know where we're at anymore. What? Oh my gosh. So these are Telecaster bodies made out of whiskey barrels. Yep. Yeah. They, the, the bad part is, is the logos are just huge. It's a, it's just, it's an advertisement piece. You have to really, really like this stuff. I don't know if those are real. Ooh. What? To be, to, or like original, to be honest with you. Like, um, so a whiskey barrel is the inside of it's burnt, right? Okay. So it gives mm-hmm. that smoky flavor, but it's a barrel. It's rounded stuff. And so do they press it back flat to make it a top on these guitars? Well, the or do they, was, are they doing an elaborate planing on it? It's looking like they're using the ends of the oh, barrel. Oh, the caps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it just looks... It's a barncaster. Basically. It's, I don't know. I don't even like it. I just, it makes me want to throw up a little in my mouth. (laughs) I mean, if you were going to do a whiskey barrel um, guitar, I think a Telecaster is the right shape Mm -hmm. and aesthetic. For sure. Um, Again, I could could swear this has been done before. Uh, Fender did the front row Legend Esquire, which was made out of a bench from the Hollywood Bowl. That had that same like barncaster look. Mm. Fender did a whiskey barrel and yeah, they had the um, blues junior, blues junior, eighty proof blues junior. Mm-hmm. But that was mm-hmm. it. That's all I could find on Google. Yeah, that's that's what that's the Fender thing. But no, I don't know. What do you? What do you, are you going to rock one of these at church? No, <laughs> wild turkey. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't rock anything with a Jack Daniels logo on it, period, just because there's like a that, that has just become one of those like cultural things that I'm just like, oh, I'm not part of that culture. So therefore, I'm not going to. There's a Jack Daniels culture. And it, It's just like, you know, how like a brand transcends just being a brand. It then becomes like a, a statement to say, like, what type of group you're from. And somebody like how Harley Davidson apparel is like all over the place you know mm-hmm. oh yeah and but that's just like, like hey i like motorcycles it's like hey i'm also this and this and this and, this. and it just means too much now yeah i guess oh actually this is from chicago 
I'm sorry. Was- I don't, no, I mean, like, those people exist in Chicago. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? Maybe it's probably, I don't know, probably because I'm from the South. Like, it doesn't phase me because. Okay. Miss- what what whiskey do you drink? My, like, preferred whiskey? Yeah. Gentleman Jack. Okay. If not, just Jack Black Label's good, too. There you go. So you're a Jack Daniels guy. I mean, I like Knob Creek bourbon. I mean, it's not like, eh. So what are you trying to say? Like I like NASCAR because I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, or like if you if you come in like I I drink Maker's Mark. That's my preferred one. But uh, it, oh, it's just Mark's like Mark. I don't know. Maker, like, go ahead. It's weird. Maker's Mark down here is like I don't know who drinks it. Maybe maybe like maybe like lawyers, not like rich rich lawyers, but like the guy who's sitting in his office by himself drinking after work. That's, That's usually deep. when I'm drinking whiskey. So anyway, moving on because we're running low on time. Oh yeah, because Scott has places to be. So the um, Strymon Ir- Iridium is that how you pronounce that? Amp and IR cab pedal came out this week. All right, so this was this was kind of a big thing because they they the Strymon's really good at teasing and everyone wants to piece it together. And when you're in gear groups, they're just going to keep talking about it. I want to know. Your initial reaction when you a heard what it was and then b heard it, Scott. Initial reaction whenever you heard what it was. Uh, this could be cool, but I w- I'm waiting and seeing. Okay, and the, when you first heard it, what do you think? It sounds pretty good. Okay, Chris, when you saw when you saw what it was, I saw what it was. I had high hopes. When you heard what it was. The Fender sounded okay, the Vox was meh, and the Marshall sound was not good. Okay, when but I, I could saw- also be the demos that they had. Okay, when I, when I saw what it was, I was like, it's limited. That was my first initial reaction. It's a limited, it's limited on what mm-hmm. it can do. Hmm. Uh, when I first heard it, I thought it sounded very stale yes that i mean that's was, the the room control yeah is really what makes the difference and a lot of that i heard them play with the room control and i still felt i felt like it was sounded stale unless the room was like maxed interesting and so um the thing with it that <clears throat> are you gonna be able there's no way to load more stuff yeah there's, there's- is there? Yeah, you can you can change all the impulse responses out. There's a USB okay, but, plug on the back. Okay, okay, but what about the amps? Mm-mm. No, the amps are static. Okay, so you've got okay, so you can change the IRs. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. One of the things I thought was, and this is I'm glad you're on Scott because you probably know about this. One thing that I found weird was it wasn't balanced TRS out. Yeah, that was my first grievance with it. Um. So why don't you explain to us like we're five what the difference <laughs> between what 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 that means in the world of like going to say you're playing like a fly gig or you're 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 yeah. playing a one off thing. What yeah. what what it's gonna what does that mean for you? So generally in the A V world, everything is sent via a, a balanced signal. So that's the XLR cables with microphones. Or um, TRS, as you were mentioning, quarter-inch TRS allows you to do a balanced signal. 
that requires three conductors, a high, low, and a ground. High and low are 180 degrees out of phase with each other. So essentially you flip the polarity on one channel and you run the audio signal through both those. And so what happens then is any audio interference that hits them, hits them out of phase. And so when they, when they get flipped back and combined again, the noise that gets induced in the signal gets removed. Okay. That's, that's the science behind it. It's the same way like active noise canceling sort of works. It's the same principle. Okay, because you must know some really smart five-year-olds. Um, <laughs> so let's go to the five-year-old version. Uh, you know, let's do, you and I were talking about doing uh, explain it to me like I'm five thing. Explain so let's, let's, like I'm five. Let's, let's set up a separate time. And we'll, we'll do a bonus app on getting into the levels of detail of that. But okay. long, long and short of it, balanced cables can run farther without any tone loss or significant okay. tone loss. Um, whereas like unbalanced cables, I think as we've all experienced, the, the length of your cable, especially from a guitar to a pedal, matters a lot um, because of the just the way the cable works and the construction there. And so there gets into like capacitance and resistance and those kind of things. So um, this seems very much so a... I, I'm still struggling to figure out what were they intending with this without those balanced outs. So this from what I understand, this will require a DI box. Uh, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm trying to think about what else would you use, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you could, yeah. still, you could still plug right into your amp, but if they put TRS, cable, TRS plugs on it, which also I guarantee you, you open that thing up, it is a TRS plug. It's just not wired that way. Okay. Um, because they're the same plug. Like Neutrik makes the same jacks. It's just it's how it's wired. Um, like I, yeah, I just don't get it. So I, if it was balanced out, you could run this straight to the board, pretty much, like straight to the snake. Yeah, you'd want to pick. Most people like uh like the HX Stomp is an obvious comparison here. Okay. Uh, the HX Stomp has TRS outs, so they can run a TRS out can run a normal quarter inch cable, no problem. They have circuitry built in, detects what's going on, and just sends an unbalanced signal out. Or it says, oh, this is TRS, so let's send a balanced signal out. And what a lot of people do is they just have a little quick little, like a one-foot whip mm -hmm. or pigtail that goes from TRS to an XLR out. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I've seen. Uh, like when the HX Stomp came out, there were a bunch of people asking, where can I find those? But that's like, but if your snake runs, uh, can run quarter jack, you can go straight TRS cable to it. Yeah, if it has like a, if it has like one of those like uh, the Neutrik combo jacks that you see on a yeah. lot of like sound cards. Yeah, because we I we had uh, the Behringer X32. What was it? The PowerPlay 16 or something like that, or the, mm -hmm. uh, the whatever yeah, their yeah, the snake that Behringer makes. Yeah, yeah, the snakes that they make had a dual jack, so I could actually run. Uh, like whenever I played my Kemper, I just ran a, uh, a you know TRS cable over mm -hmm. there. So I wasn't having to, you know, deal with anything like that. So, yeah. the, so it's, it's kind of, I just thought it was very disappointing that they didn't do that because it seems like something that would not be a huge change. You know what I mean? I don't, I, it, I, I don't know if it would or wouldn't. Um, I, I wondered, was that a cost saving decision? Because I mean, the other reaction everyone's having to this pedal, right? Is wow. It's $400. That's not bad. I don't think it's a, I really for, don't think it's that horrible for a, a, the big box Strymon stuff. It was in that price point, but 
the small box stuff everyone has in their head a certain price point. Yeah. And so well, but it, the, it's immediately a hundred bucks more than all the rest of its line. And so people are like, what's going on here? Well, right? this one actually you can load IRs, so you're adding a more digital experience. Yeah. So you're kind of getting in between the two. Yeah. Did none um, of the other small boxes have USB? Okay. Uh the the big sky had a cab sim in it. Was that an mm-hmm. IR or was that just a cab simulator filter? Right? I, d- I don't know. I think okay. it was just a cab sim. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it it's very obvious. Uh, just this the feature set in this, it means it's going to have some serious uh, processing power in it. Yeah. From a, from a digital side, which is probably a big part of the reason why it's more expensive. Um, but yeah, it, because when you when you think about total price, right? Like, so this is four hundred, and HX Stomp is probably its realistic competitor right now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's where we're all having our head. And uh, HX Stomp is six hundred new. It is six fifty. I think it's six hundred. Okay, so six hundred new. Um, so you're you're comparing those two. The reason we don't want an HX Stomp for a lot of us is power requirements on the thing, right? Yeah, I, I can't run I mean, it off a really. power supply. Oh, is it still one of the weird power supplies? Well, it's like one and a half amps required for oh. it. Oh yeah, I uh, I actually just uh, added a power strip to the bottom of my board whenever I had the HX effects. I mean, yeah, or yeah, you use the courtesy outlet, and you just have that big old wall wart underneath, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, versus, I believe this one uses a, a more normal like 200 or 250 milliamp power plug. Yeah. So, so you have that plus or minus there. Um, but if you're going to run a, I have all my gear and I just plug into an XLR out, um, two direct boxes is going to bump the price up at this thing pretty high. Like the cheap whirlwind ones are like 40 bucks, but like the good ones like radials are like a 120 mm-hmm. to 150. So yeah. um, each. So that, I mean, that adds up. It sure does. I just don't know what they're thinking of that, but all right. So let's move on really quick. We're going to do a quick topic because. Yep. It need to be really quick. You can keep guys. I, I don't actually need to leave at exactly an hour. Oh, okay. Well, we were just trying to help you out. I appreciate um, it. All right. So Scott brought this topic um, recently within, I mean, in the past week fender is announcing that they're set to introduce more signature guitars for female artists next year than its entire 70 year history so that's really cool um it's it's kind of insane when you think of some of the what the sorry my computer just went massive loud it's just crazy when you think of some of the like guitar players um that play fenders and how they don't have signature guitars yet so what we've came up with a few that we can think of. There was a Bonnie Raitt signature Strat. Scott, you said uh, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, she has a Squire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then who else do we know? I think there's Avril Lavigne had a new Porter acoustic named after her as well. Okay. Um, I I don't I can't think of any other ones that are Fender that are female. 
technically Mary, there's the Mary Kay Strat, but that's not really a. Uh, yeah, that's not a signature. That's more of an advertisement. It's not like they. Yeah. It's not like you're getting the Monster Energy signature Squire Strat. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, they came up. There's they this website that you found our Guitar World. Yep. Uh, came up with a list of who they think, um, should be on the list. So I say we kind of list these off and uh should we should we back up first to talk about signature guitars or no wait what are we going to talk about signature? well we were talking about when should there be a signature guitar and when shouldn't there right oh yeah um before we talk about female artists we think deserve one okay uh when should someone have a signature guitar yeah i feel like uh an artist deserve like when do they deserve it like what do they have to do to to earn one? I mean, or, or what uh, what makes a good signature guitar? A good okay. So what makes a good okay? At what point in their guitar, like actual guitars' life, should they like consider it a signature? Uh, I don't even know about that because why like, am I becoming why am I doing so? When, when I first started out, you had like oh, it's Eric Clapton, or it had to be like Jimi Hendrix, or like you know, you had to be like legend, a guitar god. Yeah, um, and. It, it, the definite the just because a signature guitars sell uh, it's an undeniable kind of thing there like especially if they're the big legends you know you got yeah. the people who are like i want to be like eric clapton and mm-hmm. um i want to be like angus young because i got the angus young signature sg and stuff like that and... yeah so i mean there's that side of it i especially with fenders more so than any other brand in my just my opinion here is uh because they're so hot rodable I always thought good signatures c- should come about for artists who have a unique sound that mm-hmm. have a modded instrument in some way. So like a signature guitar that has like, I don't want to knock on like Avril Lavigne's here, but like what set Avril Lavigne's apart other than just a pick card? Hold on, hold on really quick. Are you saying Avril Lavigne's like with an S at the end? Yeah. As in it's a possessive noun and or so for her signature guitar, what set that apart? Okay, I thought you thought her name was Avril Lavigne's. <laughs> thought you went full gym on us. Um, gym. You don't know what a gym is? No. Chris, do you know what a gym is? No. A gym is like an an old person who like doesn't understand. Oh, the like Kroger's and shit. Or what? No. Never I mind. thought you were just continue. quoting Squirrely Dan, how he always adds like an S's to things. Yes. <laughs> no, that, oh my gosh, are you? I'm just getting through Letter Kenny right now. I love it. It's good um, show. All right. It's good it's show. Great show. Great show. All right. It's great show. Uh, that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what you appreciate about me. Why don't you uh, take about five to ten percent off there over there, DS? <laughs> gosh, <laughs> I don't know where we're at. So many great quotes. So we're talking about what makes a good signature guitar. Uh, yeah, I feel like it has to be different. It can't be. It's not like just the. It, it can it can be a modded, like Strat or Telecaster mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, kind of like the. Oh my gosh! I just watched a video, on. I can't remember the guy's name. He's a country guitar player, and he, there's this B-bender guitar from the guitar player from the Birds. What's his Marty something? Marty Stewart. Marty Stewart owns this Telecaster, and. It's a B bender Telecaster that he got that came from the guitar player from the birds who passed away. 
think he was in an accident hmm. and he ended up buying it from the from the widow and it, it's kind of become famous that he has this guitar it's a telecaster with a b-bender and it has special stickers on it kind of like how alvin lee's had the stickers i could see them doing this as a signature guitar um mm-hmm. but i think i think one of the big things is is that the artist has to be even if it's just a strat like the bonnie rate strat i think what you really hit the nail on the head was they have to have a unique sound and like what, what made that version unique right like uh was it spot, different I, neck? Was it a different what about the John era? Mayer John Mayer Strat? It's a Stratocaster, but has a very unique sound to it. Has the big dipper pickups. Also has a very and unique neck profile to it too. Isn't it pretty thick? It's a thick boy, yeah. Yeah, it's a baseball bat. But um, I think that's uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's got a unique sound. Something was changed in it. Mm-hmm. But I would say that they do that quite a bit for some of these guitars because that's like the Stevie Ray Vaughan Strat. I mean, that was different because it had the left-handed uh trim on and uh but they had had texas specials wasn't that like the beginning of the texas specials too i believe so like they become so commonplace at this point but back then it actually came from the stevie ray vaughn strat because that's the whole thing is texas you know stevie ray vaughn's texan um but let's look at some of the people that they suggest a samantha fish jazz master uh I don't I don't know about a jazz master. I've seen her play other guitars. Yeah. I think she plays a telecaster quite a bit. Um, but Su- Susan Tedeschi, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. I always get worried that I say her name right. She's got a she's her doing a stratocaster for her would be great. Um, I mean, so there, she has so the, the there's another argument here, right? So there's the okay. what makes this guitar unique, right? In terms oh, yeah. of it's been modded or it's a custom made uh-huh. yada yada. Or have they has this player just become so synonymous with a vintage guitar model i think that i think that's another thing that you could give it to though or or like even if it's a special color yeah look at um the chris cornell es335 that has filtertrons in it mm-hmm. well that's n- not even that it's only one color though yeah it's that olive drab green which looks great yeah but so that's, uh, they made because it, 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 that Bradley Cooper movie, he was playing in Olive Green 335. I don't think that was a Chris Cornell in that movie, was it? I think it might have been, but that's not the only ones that are that color. Yeah. So, but like you said, the pickups are a big thing. Um, but, but like I, I think, think of James Bay, for example, just out of nowhere, this guy shows up with a with a, a vintage Epiphone uh, Century and mm-hmm. no one else plays one of those. And so everyone went, all right, that's James Bay's guitar. You know, uh, yeah, especially if you're somebody who plays some random guitar, not I mean, just something that's not a popular guitar. I uh, look at uh, I mean, look at the airline with Jack Black, Jack White, Jack White. Dang it. Yeah. No, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah that was totally it. Oh, School of Rock. I always confuse the two of them. And didn't they just do something together? They did a video together with yeah. Jack Black and Jack White. I think they might have done a song, but um. I mean, that's uh, there's a lot of other good names on this list. Who Anna Popovich? What I don't know the name. I can't play. Like I, I remember seeing the name. Yeah. So the, they 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 listed off ten plus or so ones they'd like to see of 
female Perfender. artists out there out there right now. Uh, one of the ones I thought was interesting was Sarah Lipstate was on there with the Jazzmaster because she just made a ton of news with her new built with the two reverbs in it, mm-hmm. which is again a very unique guitar, but it's also just so new at this point. You kind of want to wait a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which is the same critique I'll say for um, like when the Troy Van Leeuwen uh, Jazzmaster came out. Mm-hmm. Like he hadn't, he, he's been playing it a lot, but it wasn't like an established guitar for him yet. But yeah. they immediately went to market with it. It was almost like too soon. Well, I think, but sometimes also, I think the signature also goes with if they helped build develop the guitar. It. Yeah, they helped develop what they wanted. Even, I mean, that's like, look at my, I've got my MJT Strat. Mm-hmm. I went over all the details with them. And mm-hmm. so that's my guitar, you know, I'm sure the combinations, someone will do something exactly the same at some point, just because, you know, you've only got so many combinations, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, that's my setup. So I think that's another thing too, with some of these, I don't know if Troy Van Leeuwen had anything to do with that jazz master, but maybe he did. Maybe he's like, oh, yeah, he I want it like this. I want it to do this. So it's yeah. I, that also makes it their signature. And think about it. Look at the like the Randy Rhodes signature. That this is a prime example of a guitar. He didn't play it like the the, the one we know as the Randy Rhodes signature. I don't think he played it more than a couple times, if that. Hmm. He his big thing that he played was his Jackson Flying V. Uh, polka dots um mm-hmm. or maybe it was gibson maybe it was a gibson flying v but like the the Rhodes guitar that we know now is a signature Andy Rhodes guitar was just one that he helped develop i'm i mean i'm not saying at some point like something's in my head is saying that he never even played one but um i think that's a big thing too though is if you if they help develop it develop it you're seeing exactly what you now he did play one but it was for a very limited time. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll throw one last question in this before we start rattling off female guitars that we like to see. Should it be a custom shop? Should all signature guitars be a custom shop kind of level model? Or are oh, no. Like a, or like no. how like Avril Lavigne did a Squire, right? Like it's a very, it's meant to be an entry level. I like Avril, you know, I, I want to well, start playing guitar like her. Therefore, they go buy that kit. One of the, I mean, that's one of the one of the big things about these, especially you know, there's a, there's been a big push for inclusion of female artists in this male dominated world. Mm-hmm. Is we need made we need to make it accessible. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're going to do something that they can connect with, because it's not, I'm, it's not like. Uh, girls aren't being pushed into music like boys are it's just it's not happening on the same level you know boys are you know i think the motivation's different i mean i i remember being you know a kid in elementary school and be like guitar players are cool and if you play guitar and you're good at guitar then girls will like you like being different motivations at different times well hilarious because i I got into my 30s and i was like no girls don't like guys who play guitar and now and and now I finally am dating a girl that likes that I play guitar. It's it's a weird. Well, here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing about that though. Yeah. I'd have to say that it stems from our lack of exposure 
to female artists because that's the thing though your first thing you said besides the meet girls mm-hmm. was Look. oh yeah it looks cool mm-hmm. why does it look cool because you're able to imagine yourself in this other male spot i mean you you see it and it looks cool like you're like oh that could be me well yeah. and if we if we were to if we were to in, include women more and also advertise um i'm not saying in a negative way of like oh we need to like sucker girls into playing guitar but mm-hmm. our the way we advertise should be more uh be or should be more accessible to to females and for them to be able to mentally uh put themselves in that advertisement or in that spot so i think that i think it should be more uh closer to entry level too or i think that they should do a lot of like what a lot of places do is and do like a a music man's a great one they've got the sterling and then they've got the actual music man line for their Mm -hmm. signatures as well and i think that's really cool um like saint vincent's a prime example that the saint vincent was i think our generation's first big push into female artists having signature guitars especially guitars that they helped develop because that was the big thing saint mm-hmm. vincent helped develop this guitar and i guess that goes back to the argument of helping develop makes it their signature as well yeah, um, it, that's a wildly unique guitar very, I mean, that's, and that's years after one. annie clark's played some really cool instruments throughout her career too before oh yeah out there too so um but yeah uh okay so i mean you have the obvious thing of other statistics too of like 50 percent ish i don't know the exact number so don't hold me to it but it's near 50 50 of new people picking up guitar right now are female it's actually an even split and so a lot of people are saying good pat them on the back this is the market be capitalists about it but uh you know, and it, most females go to acoustic guitars as their first guitar. I believe it was another thing they said in the article. Well, um, that's that's also, but that's also, in my opinion, who um, you see playing? Who guitar. you see playing? I mean, when you think of Cheryl Crow, you don't think of her playing her electric guitar. You think of her playing her acoustic. Doing, yeah. All I want to do is have some fun. Wait, why is okay? Cheryl Crow's not even on this list. That's that's a really obvious one. She oh. doesn't play Fender that much. She plays Gibsons. Weird. I associate with her her with a Telecaster in my head. Uh, I'm I associate her with a Les Paul. Okay, fair. Okay, um, yeah. And so you even see like the current ones. So like Taylor Swift's an obvious one who's been around for, gosh, her career's been ten plus years already. Um, fifteen years. She's been going. Mm-hmm. She's been going a while. Uh, I associate her with a Taylor guitar that's sparkly. Um. You know, uh, Casey Musgraves, you have you have a lot of the acoustic singer songwriter female yeah. role is, is a well. Lisa Loeb. Saved. Yep. Uh, even go back to Dolly Parton and yeah. That, so that that's a well paved road already. But the electric guitar is still kind of one of those ones where who do, so who do you think of now? And it doesn't what should we stay stick with Fender or should we? No, let's see. Let's get Fender? outside. Of, let's get outside of. OK. Because if we get out of Fender, the immediate one I go to is the all three of the women from Haim would realistically have a guitar after them. Who? Haim. Who's that? H A I M. No, not ringing a bell. Check them out; they're really good. I'm gonna have to. Um, 
They're sisters, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to text me and remind me. Um, what? I don't know. I can't think of like. Come back to me, Chris. You go. You pick pick some artists. The only one that really comes up is uh, Julian Baker that I could think of. That's probably just because she's from Memphis. <laughs> um. But she Ori Anthony already had one. Yeah, yeah she, had, she had an SE again. You know, yeah. accessible guitar. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, I guess it's kind of outdated. Nancy Wilson from Heart. That's who I she, was thinking of. She should play. have a signature uh, maker. Uh, no, she plays a lot of uh, Les Pauls, and okay. she does play a lot of Telecasters as well, actually. So, surprisingly, Gibson actually, when you think about it, has a number already, don't they? Mm -hmm. You have Joan Jett as well. You have... um, Why? You could do... uh, or uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Gibson, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Do the white uh, SG with three gold pickups. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be... That'd be pretty awesome. Sorry, I got really excited about that. Do you that. think scale length and just things like that? Is it just that historically women have veered towards Gibsons more than Fenders? No, I I think it's um I don't know. Let's see Joan Jett. She had a melody maker. She's Gibson. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Fender Lizzie Hale thing. already. Yeah, she's got a Gibson. Dang, Explorer. Gibson's beating Fender. Gibson should have been like, this is the time for them to come out and be like, uh, we've been there, guys. Yeah. yeah. And it's Play not just authentic. Like, it's not Gibson being like, yeah, we're in Nashville, so we're in the country scene. It's, you know, it's all over. The, it's all over the genres there. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's just kind of weird. Um, I don't know. We could go on and on about uh, females in the music industry. But it's just uh, I can't. I think it's weird. Fender only has three. That's kind of two of them were the same artist. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Well, what about uh, weird one, but still one nevertheless. Didn't uh, someone do a Courtney Love signature? Yeah, I'm surprised. There's never been a Courtney. She played Fender for a while. Uh, there's yeah, she played uh, the the Varus Squire Varus or Squire Venus. Is that Venus? Yeah, did, was it like, wasn't that uh, it wasn't uniquely made for her, right? So it is a signature series guitar released. It's co designed by Courtney yeah, Love and yeah, Squire. So why is that not considered? I guess, yeah, so I guess it's there Squire, is maybe, maybe because it's Squire. Mm. Well, it's not her signature, but it's a signature series co-designed. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It seems like Fender's been doing whatever they can to keep women off. Of, yeah, I'm like, like I, I'm thinking of like I'm running through my head. Like Melissa Oftamar could have a, a signature base from them, as could Darcy. Um, I know I'm stuck in Smashing Pumpkins members right now, but yeah. Um, but Melissa Oftamar has had such a big more than just her stint with the pumpkins um what about uh for me trying to think kim deal yeah from 
uh, from the Pixies. I'm trying to think, didn't she play Fender bass? Yeah, I, I guess it then goes back to the question again about what sets that one apart with like everyone we just thrown out here, right? Like, so like the the Sarah Lipstate one that was we were talking about that was a very unique guitar, but yeah. it's not made by Fender, unfortunately. It's a Fender-ish guitar. Um, Carrie Brownstein is another example of someone who has been a longtime Fender player, but I'm also just curious of what makes her guitar unique. Um, yeah, Courtney Barnett, she's left-handed, right? Yeah, so I don't know. that that in itself, I just said, yeah, is is justifiable in my opinion to set it apart. Also, oh, I thought you were going to say justifiable to not have it. I'm like, so, no, no, exactly. A reason like, we hate, we it. hate, we hate women and southpaws. Like, what's going on here? No, it's just more all the reason left-handed guitar players need more stuff. There, maybe there's no such thing as left-handed guitar player. Q Ryan Burke. All right. Um, yeah, she's all right. So, all right. So, uh, we all agree. Fender bad. Gibson good on this one. Uh, <laughs> on this topic, yes. Uh, on this topic, I'm, I'm I'm really shocked. Like, not not saying that I'd expect Gibson to be like a misogynist company, but just it's kind of weird. No, it's kind of funny too because like I I feel like every most it's female artists I see right now are playing an offender style guitar in some mm-hmm. way or another. This is true yeah. too. And or or like because that's like a lot of what is it? Nita Strauss stuff is uh, super strat, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. I, I feel like a super strat is uniquely Ibanez at this point, but yeah. Mm. Oh. Apparently that guitar is killer. Those pickups apparently are really, really good. That's awesome. Great stuff. All right, guys. Uh, really quick though. I didn't want to point out new Kanye album is fire. Have you listened to it, Scott? Yes. We'll talk about it. Do you like it, Scott? Show. Uh, mixed feelings about it. Mixed feelings. I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing. Gives me chills. I it's I'm it's interesting what got put out. Um it's only 27 minutes long, so I'm kind of like where's the rest of it? It's Baptist. Yeah, okay. In out. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, we have got to get to the KFC buffet before the Pentecostals. Come on, let's go guys. Yeah. Wrap and, it up. And without getting too preachy for a minute here um there there's some flawed theology or at least confusion of christian culture with actually what christian means in it um that i'm curious to see how this as it goes you know from a from a person of faith looking at this album but it's also it's cool because it's brought up so many conversations about faith in pop culture currently that i was cool James Corden literally did a 20 minute segment with Kanye and Kanye talked a lot about God. It was very interesting. Yeah. I watched the two hour interview he did with Zane Lowe uh, for Apple music. Yeah. Um, And that was confusing. He's still, he's still a baby Christian in the sense of, I mean, and that's, and and that's the thing too, but I think it's very interesting how uh, accepting everyone was not everyone sorry how accepting the people who were open-minded about it were very accepting people who were closed-minded about it were very non-accepting what would be the word for that rejecting 
very rejectful. I, I don't want to be heart. a rejectful person. I am. Don't just be a, a rejectful person. I, uh, and I, 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 I've said this a few times. I am very hopeful. All of this is legitimate. And it, like some of the stuff he talked about in his Zane Lowe interview, it really seems like his life is changing as a result of this. Um, he shares a I lot mean, of self-reflective and things that are changing in him. And it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Um, I just, you know, hope he has the, good people looking after him and encouraging him in the right way. I feel like I want to hear a Kanye Kirk Franklin track. Didn't he do something collaborative with Kirk Franklin already? I thought Kirk Franklin did something with like Snoop Dogg. Was it Kanye? I thought Kirk Franklin came out and Saturday Night Live with him one one time. I, that might have been Eddie Murphy. No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to end on that note. We're going to end on a horrible joke that just. Ultra Light Beam, he was on. Okay. On Life of Pablo. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Everyone gave Kirk Franklin flack about that. And now Kanye put on an album called Jesus is King. Yeah. Yeah. So take that. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. Also, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the effects loop. It's really cool. We've got some fun stuff that we send out. Um, I still need to get Scott's address because I'm going to send him a wrist bracelet that says that hot dogs are not sandwiches and I want him to wear it. Um, also, you can uh, find us on LinkedIn, I guess. No. Maybe still haven't said that. I up. mean, I'm on LinkedIn. If you want to read my articles about room acoustics. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Google I, you know Facebook what? actually told me to post a job because we talked about <laughs> it last week. I'm like, uh, okay. Wait, wait. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add Scott and read his articles about acoustics whenever I can't go to sleep. I'll <laughs> pass right out. <laughs> I, think, I think I think two of my articles have been posted by our company already, and uh, I post stuff. He's, I just version. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like the Samuel L. Jackson version. He's just yelling about stuff the whole time. Oh, Here's what you right. should think about when you're building a church. Was that Kermit? I don't know. <laughs> what were you going for? <laughs> sound like sound like Kermit there. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Oh